To you by cigarettes. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool. All righty, everybody. Hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, to to serve man. <laughs> it's tricky, isn't it? It is. It gets <laughs> tricky because I don't know to call, whether or not to call it. It's too late to rename the podcast, but I do regret beginning the title with the word to. Yes. <laughs> yes. You uh, always have to say, to another episode of right. To Serve Man. And I never know whether we're calling it a reboot or, or what we're doing. <laughs> but in any case, we are here live and direct. We're back in the basement. We're having fun. Uh, we have a good show lined up for you. We uh, do. We do. Tony Shaloub is in attendance. Yep. Yes. Uh, he has taken a vow of silence. That's true. Being the noble man that he is. Um, we have a portrait of Tony Shaloub in the basement now, and his eyes follow you wherever you go. I promise you, he is looking at you. Uh, but not for any sort of... I feel like his gaze will somehow be picked up on Mike. <laughs> I feel like I have to do better now because he's looking at me. Like, That's how better. I want... I wanted to be clear. Yeah, the look on his face is like, come on, guys. This is not for aesthetic value because it is a podcast. You cannot see what is on the table yet. But I, this is to keep everybody in check. When I'm not right. watching you, if I can't see you, Tony Shalhoub is watching you. So just know. Uh, by the way... So I just don't be th- problematic. I just want to throw it out there. If Tony Shalhoub ever wants to come on To Serve Man. Fuck him. He's not all welcome. I am willing to drop the beef. (laughs) Corey, how do you have so many beefs with so many people? The well runs deep. (laughs) Um, Jordan Peele, Tony Shalhoub. The list, you know, I've made a lot of enemies over the years. Uh, But in any case, we are here. Uh, yes. with, we have our, our guests. Uh, for, let me introduce myself. I am Corey Brown. And I am Dan Rice. And I am Sco- Brandon Smith. Scooter McGavin. Uh, we have Sorry. my friend Scoot here. He's in the house. Scoot, welcome. Thanks Howdy. for doing it. Great uh, to be here, guys. Good to have you. Dan, do you want to give us uh, our listeners the breakdown of what what is To Serve Man? To Serve Man is the Twilight Zone podcast for people who like that show. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that. <laughs> Uh, we we strive to use episodes of The Twilight Zone as a launching pad for interesting conversations, both philosophical and jackassy, mm. with interesting people, question mark, intentional. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He's not lying. That's the one I was looking for. That's the go. stuff. That yeah. was the good stuff. I had like a whole written out one that I have <laughs> Yeah, be- you since. also used to write things. I did, I've yeah. noticed that as... <laughs> Every Are you re- implying I've gotten lazier? Every <laughs> reiteration of this podcast, I feel like I've slowly, uh, I've noticed that you you've left things in the past. Um, clean slate. Every yes, time. clean yep. clean slate. I agree. I think that we all agreed for this iteration, and we would all check our dignity at the door <laughs> and be here. Start fresh. Um, so this week. Uh, we chose season five, 
Season five, two. episode two, Steel. Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, right off the bat, um, so I, I watched this yesterday. A couple problems I had with this uh, episode. Number one. Yes. Shaquille O'Neal's in it. Here's the Weird. thing. Here's number the thing. two. It's in color. Kind of takes me out of it. I don't know. It's a departure from form. It's too long. It's about <laughs> it's about ninety minutes. Uh, no Rod Serling intro or outro. That's all. That's it. Other than that, it was a pretty solid episode of the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm glad that you ended up liking it at the end. I know how those things that, you know, those factors that you listed off could have taken you out of the episode, but you're a pro. No, no. We, we, we of course, watched Steel, which is an episode of The Twilight Zone based on a short story by the same name by a man whose name I did not write down. But it was also the inspiration for a really shitty Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah, I was thinking that. I didn't. They're both, it's a, they're both based on the same short story. I did not connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. You have successfully, we could have gone the entire episode and I didn't know that. You could have ruined this <laughs> after. It's a lot different, though. Like, I, th- I think in the Hugh Jackman movie, which I didn't see, because why would you? Uh, I don't think anyone has watched it. But uh, it's actual, like, giant metal robots right. that don't look like It's humans. like Rock'em Sock'em robot style. Oh, what, do we, what, do we got, what do we got going on here? Sorry. It's funny. I actually have written down before we started. Real Steel, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, <laughs> boxing robot snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jacksman. Jacksman's. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's an interesting thought, Scoot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Did you connect when you were watching this episode? Did you immediately connect it with the movie? Uh. Once I saw them in the ring, yeah, and I once you, I knew what was going on with the plot, yeah. instantly. It's amazing. O- all old films just get robbed. Yes, yeah. Twilight you know? Zone gets uh, robbed. Yeah, or, uh, they pay homage a lot. Yep. I guess. Yeah, it's like these guys are like, "Shit, we have a movie due tomorrow. Let's get real high and watch a Twilight Zone <laughs> yeah, and stay yeah, up all yeah, night yeah, and write yeah. a fucking movie." And guess what? Box office gold. Yeah, exactly. Every time. <laughs> That's pretty much the formula. That's a winning formula. <laughs> nope. Uh, this this episode has, like, one of my favorite things about watching old science fiction. Uh, this episode takes place in the future of August 1974. <laughs> <laughs> Where robots are boxing each other. Star Wars just came out. <laughs> or not even, I think. But <laughs> You know what's so funny is that uh, and I just thought about watching this episode coincides with... Um, uh, it, this is a good time to have this conversation because people are going to start having sex with robots. Mm. Oh, like, it's already begun, my yeah. friend. I mean, in the open. <laughs> <laughs> at the supermarket. Yeah, at the supermarket. Open box policy. Well, I mean, people already take like body pillows out in public, right? <laughs> like, No one has shame anymore. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> is that a real... You can never tell what's a real thing and what's just an internet thing. These what's days, just a know? meme? Yeah. Like, in my, in my... The alt-right is like six people. <laughs> <laughs> And a damn, never mind. Um, Dirty ape? What were, you, <laughs> what were you going with there? I was not going anywhere. Um, so, uh, I guess, should we play the intro? Yeah, let's go ahead. I it, think we got to We'll let Serling explain. Circa 1974. Battling Maxo, B2 heavyweight, accompanied by his manager and handler, arrives in Maynard, Kansas, for a scheduled six-round bout. Battling Maxo is a robot, or to be exact, an android, 
definition, an automaton resembling a human being. Only these automatons have been permitted in the ring since prize fighting was legally abolished in 1968. This is the story of that scheduled six-round bout. More specifically, the story of two men shortly to face that remorseless truth that no law can be passed which will abolish cruelty or desperate need, nor for that matter, blind animal courage. Location for the facing of said truth, a small smoke-filled arena just this side of the Twilight Zone. He really breaks it the okay, fuck I'm glad, down. Okay, I'm glad we replayed that, because I think I just got this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the theme is that, uh, yeah, like you said, all, all our attempts to uh, pass legislation that bans cruelty just has attached to it more cruelty in other ways, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you can't, well, I'm you, glad. you can't outlaw something somebody wants to do, you know? It's right. kind of like, look at the drugs. Yeah, you know, people are gonna do them. Yeah, look at dog fighting. I yeah. mean. <laughs> look at bestiality. I mean, you know, look I've... at people currently having sex with robots. <laughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, robots. Right robots. now, where, where behind me? I love that he calls them robots. <laughs> me too. Yeah, that's great. I just noticed how icy his fucking wrist was. Did you see that? Chain? Oh yeah, that chain he was wearing. No, in black and white, it looked gold. <laughs> he was baller, man. I forgot to I forgot to warn everybody to put their sunglasses on. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen? I, this is a bit of a detail. Right? Have you ever seen a photo of Rod Serling in color? No, it's fucking horrifying. I was just gonna say <laughs> I haven't because it sounds scary. <laughs> Yellowed teeth, fucking like oh, oh man, it's bad. Damn. I he, feel he did a show after the Twilight Zone called Night Gallery, and that's in color, and it is hard to look at. Oh <laughs> man, I would we, <laughs> I would like to do like a man. I I. I, I Every time we start talking about Sir Rod Serling, um, <laughs> also uh, just I gotta I gotta go back real quick. When we refer to Tony Shalhoub, it's it's uh, it's his honor, his honor, <laughs> Tony his, his holiness, <laughs> or the Godfather. I, I will also accept for a limited time the Lebanon Don. Sick. <laughs> See, that's the best one. What do you mean? Yeah. Le- what do you mean limited time? I don't want to. I don't. You don't want to play it out. out. Yeah. I think you, yeah, Brandon. Like Brandon that. gets it. <laughs> Once again, Brandon is a DJing horse. <laughs> uh, no, I think for this episode, he's a robot. That's right. I he's a P2 a podcast model. <laughs> I am they don't the make him anymore, but uh, God damn it, he's still got a few episodes left in him. <laughs> oh, man. I love how the, 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 the buttons that make these robots function in this episode, you could clearly tell their thumbtacks yep. in the back of them yeah. with old transistors. Their thumbtacks on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's five of them, and that makes them completely like borderline sentient. The robots look really creepy, though, especially the they new do. one you had to fight oh, with yeah. the blind yeah. eyes. That yes. was, imagine back then, Scoot was saying before the show, we were talking about how creepy it must have been back in the 60s to, to see that on TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that yeah. probably looked fucking really good. For, yeah, you know. that freaked people out, man. So it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, did you pick up the director on this? I sure Don did on my Weiss? phone. Yes. Uh, no, I did look him up. Is it Don? It I is Don Weiss. So. Okay. Yeah, I think he was just another. Did a lot of TV. You know. Yeah. Man from Mongol Gunsmoke, all that shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much insert name and then. Say I did, I always I always check like the director and like the lead actors to see if they were in anything like super notable and nothing really popped up for me. Uh, the lead in this one was in like a ton of war movies. Yeah. 
Um, that's about it. Dirty Dozen. Who, Lee Marvin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. I've, I've yeah, seen that three times this year. Oh, it's just like a really well-known actor that's you just don't a know, blind spot I, for me. Oh, I thought you, <laughs> oh, oh. I thought you were fucking with I us. I too. <laughs> Do you not recognize? I don't watch war movies. Oh, They're a no. big blind spot for me. Not as a rule. I just like happen to not have seen a lot of the big ones. The Dirty Dozens should watch that. Yeah, yeah it's a movie. really I'll good it one. I have two okay. copies. You can take it's one. It's great. I'll take the VHS one. <laughs> Perfect. It's actually right up there on that shelf. <laughs> no, I don't know if it is. I do have Independence right Day. Right next to Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. And the Phantom Menace. And the sports bloopers that I do legit want to watch. Hilarious <laughs> basketball bloopers. Wow. Yeah, you'll thank me. Wild, wild, wild. Thrift <laughs> store <Yeah>. finds. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's Lee Marvin, dude. Uh, big deal. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah, Lee this... Marvin, huge actor, really influential, <laughs> uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, Dirty Dozen, right? <laughs> C Lab Twenty Twenty. Wow. Think, remember, right? uh, no, the... that's the cartoon. Wait, yeah, that's the cartoon, but it, it was like based him? on him and his it... voice. Oh yeah. Like it... Was he the guy who played the captain? Yeah. Who died? I believe. I don't know. I, I don't know if he died or not, but I, I do, just want to. I do, be... I do remember the cartoon. Here's the thing. The audience can't see us, so they'll never know what we look like, but they will know when you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. As, as far as I know, my facts are pretty straight. Okay. I'll trust you on this. As far as I know, like, I have always trusted Scoot's yeah. facts. <laughs> I, I, True. It, I think it was one of, like, the first uh, Adult Swim shows, I think. Yeah, 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 but right? I, don't, I think Lee Marvin was long dead. Right, but I think it was based on him. Some I, some great wait, voice, wasn't voice actor. Wait, wasn't Twenty Twenty like an actual like Hanna Barbera cartoon that I, they repurposed? Maybe? That was in the. S- I, I know I have trouble. Yeah, it to was look this it up. was originally a cartoon, but then they repurposed it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay, we're getting I'm thinking, way off track. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Anyway, Lee Marvin's in it. Um, <laughs> the uh, they get to the ring. Um, this episode is so bleak from the get-go and just doesn't it's like a Steinbeck level bummer. Yes. This <laughs> yeah, I like that. They are notorious for for being sweaty on the Twilight. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I wrote but, that down. But <laughs> the sweat in this episode this, yeah. takes the cake. We should do that every episode. I'm the introducing sweat it. The sweat meter. Okay. <laughs> the, sweat meter. <laughs> the sweat meter. All right. This is a ten. So yeah, this, uh, yeah. this, this is, is a, a this is the max. This is like sure. like baby oil and spray bottle <laughs> yes. sweat. Yeah. Like this is cut. We got to spray down Lee Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> they were all super. Fucking I think they were sweaty. just dunking them in a yeah. fucking. Like yeah. a tub of baby oil. They were they were misting them. Sure. <laughs> I just I'm think a lot, of, over here. a lot of times I ch- you chalk it up to just well it's just hot on set and they can't really control it. This is clearly intentional. Yeah. Yes. Like yes. it's an artistic choice to have everyone that sweaty. Uh, it's interesting. It adds to the bleakness, the desperation. Right. These guys come off a goddamn greyhound bus. That yeah. was so. At first, I I just randomly picked this episode. Um, and at first when they're rolling what would appear to be a mannequin before you get the intro, before you really know what's going on, if you don't read the description, you don't know what's going on. They're rolling a fucking mannequin off a mm. bus. And the first thing that I said to myself... Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> <laughs> on roller skates. Not once did that thought cross my mind. Not once. But again, an astute observation mm. that I just didn't I just didn't make. Um, but all I get... The, the, the just first, for me? Yes. Okay. The first thought that I had... Was man the '60s sucked? <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, this isn't realistic, and then I was like, yes, it is. People did this for a job. Oh, it's yeah. so hot, and yeah. you had yeah. to wear a suit, no yeah. matter who you were yeah. or what you did. On a exactly, bus. exactly. <laughs> but you did get to have a beer at lunch. 
<laughs> so I was, just, I, was just, I was watching a Charlie Chaplin movie the other day, and I realized for the first time, like, oh yeah, in the twenties, like you had to wear a three-piece suit just to be a homeless bum. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing but the shirt on my back, my dress shirt, necktie, jacket, waistcoat, leather shoes. Bowler had a flower for uh, some reason in my pocket. A fucking cane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this and this bindle over and my bindle shoulder. With God knows what else. It's it a change of three-piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a full three-piece uh, suit. Just to be a vagrant. Otherwise they lock you away. So fucking good. Exactly. Uh, I love it. But it sucked from the onset. They were sweaty, it was hot, and I felt for these guys. Uh, they're rolling around what looks like a mannequin. They get and, and what clearly weighs as much as a mannequin until yes. they switch to a human. Exactly. Not even on a dolly. It's swivel skates. Yeah. Like a shopping cart. The wheel yeah, the falls off. Wheel. As soon as they get off the bus, these guys, this their day sucks. They're, it's they're got those go- dumb little snap-on wheels you have on like small shopping carts and shit. It's such an easy fix. You know All he great? does is bend down. You know what would have been great for those? Heelys. If Heelys were going to do it. Yeah, perfect. they made me think of those, yeah. I d- or soaps. <laughs> put that god, put that goddamn robot fighter <laughs> on the lip of this half pipe and let's go. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a, a society where they have banned boxing because it's cruel, but people still need boxing. So they they have engineered lifelike looking robots that they establish bruise and bleed mm, and yes. all that stuff. Yes, uh, and they do the fighting instead, which is. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I don't. Again, get a. You know, you let go of it. It's goofy. It's it's the world that it is. You just kind of take it. I. But I really did. I, I was relieved when I found it. You should have seen my face when I found out these guys weren't mannequin salesmen. I was like, <laughs> what are they doing to this thing that they have to have it covered up? You thought you thought they were gonna go down the sex robot uh, route? A hundred percent. My hopes were dashed. I don't know. I don't know if there is a Twilight Zone where they touch on that. I wouldn't be surprised. I do want to touch on the fact that I still have not masturbated in this basement. I know you guys don't believe me. Thank yeah, you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate. I feel it. like the Tony Shalhoub picture is a huge deterrent. <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. If I- <laughs> You would be wrong, sir. No, no. If we, if we ever come in and that thing is turned around, we know, we know what happens. <laughs> it's face down. No, I just, I'm going to craft a tiny sheet to put over his face <laughs> for what I do. Sorry, Tone. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, the, the Lebanon Don. There you go. Perfect. See? It works. Um, so, uh, they, it's two guys who look like traveling salesmen. They have this fucking robot. The thing is broken. It's Lee Marvin, who is a former prize-winning boxer. Who was put out of a job by the automation of boxers. Right, right. right. And now he's the trainer and his partner, whose name I never care to remember. He's the mechanic. He's the mechanic who keeps this thing running. It's an outdated model. It's a... It's a B3? Yeah. B2. 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 And they're up to B7. Right. So, like, equate that to iPhones, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Exactly. Um... This thing is a fucking piece of shit. The mechanic is shitting on it from the get-go. Yeah. Um, and they they start shouting out numbers for, like, all the money it's going to take to fix this thing. And it's so depressing because they're, 
they're going. This is their first fight in seven months. Yes. So yeah. these guys have not had a dime in seven months. Right. <laughs> and they're going to this fight that they're gonna lose to get five hundred dollars. Yep. But in the first like two minutes, they shout out like. $3,000 worth of repairs mm-hmm. that the robot needs. <laughs> $3,000 worth of yeah. of 1963 movie turn or money turn 1974. <laughs> yeah. So they accounted for inflation. <laughs> a lot of fucking money. Dude. I believe he said the spring that broke was 75 bucks. Yeah, just so, one spring. So they were hit. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, somebody broke Brandon and put his spring back <laughs> oh, in. No. They don't make those springs anymore. <laughs> oh, no, I cannot go on. Must play Sandstorm. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be all right. He'll be all right. He's still got a few episodes. Him. He's all right. He's all right. Ah oh, man, I, I knew that Darude reference wouldn't. You go know, over I your head. I used to be a podcaster myself back when they let humans do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was undefeated. See, <laughs> so um, they used to call Lee Marvin Steel on account of he was never knocked down. Who the uh, manager at this ring that he goes to dig could, could not, not care, care less, less about. <laughs> they call me Steel. See. On account of I was never knocked down. And the guy just briefly stops counting money, sweats, and then goes back to counting money. Yeah, you watch him sweat a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, not a good luck. They no, know they're going to no. lose. Mm. Yeah, it's doomed from the get-go. It's bleak. It's depressing. And also, what the hell else did I want to say? Um... White male on the side. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Good thing I'm a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop, would you go over there and have sex with Brandon and <laughs> shut that thing up? <laughs> if we could put it in the dishwasher after. <laughs> I thank God 2019 exists. Um, so they take this fucking thing. Uh, first of all, Within the first few minutes of the episode, they go to the diner to get a beer, uh, and it's quite clear that they've replaced whatever ma- the the crew of the Twilight Zone has replaced this mannequin that was under the sheet with a live man. Mm-hmm. When they sit this thing down on a stool, I was like, wait a second, there is a human being under there. <laughs> it was so, everybody was so sweaty. Some of that was real sweat. It was hot. <laughs> Which is, how did the, the massive amounts of eyeliner they put on Lee Marvin not... <laughs> Drip off. Just tattooed on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Marvin Did you never see dirty They were. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yeah. After this, um, Lee Marvin could only play the roles of either football players or our <laughs> abused spouses <laughs> with all that eye black. Anyway, I love, I love the sympathy this episode has for like, and the reverence it has for boxers in general and how they're like unsung heroes. It just kind of reminds you like. Rod Serling is like part nerd and part man's man. Yes. You know? Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a sci-fi writer who used to test parachutes for the RV. And like, wow. He is insane. We can't yeah. ever go an episode without talking about how insane of a person real life Rod Serling was. Um, I it's 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 fascinating. Um, so they so they're trying to get this robot to fight. They're in the locker Robo- room. Robot. Right, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I should get zapped every time I say the other R word. No, no. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> the one we talked about? <laughs> Specifically. In depth. Um, so, uh, where was I going with that? 
they got this fucking piece of shit robot that nobody um that that whose final undoing is one spring right that <laughs> shoots across that the room that literally makes that noise that you just made the look the look <laughs> the look that the tra- that the mechanic is given when he goes to put the spring back in and then it shoots across the locker room he is about to get his fucking ass beat <laughs> in the lie. it was intense and it's like oh yeah he picks him up and corners him and like yeah, yeah. so the the mechanic is the whole time talking about how we're never going to be able to get this thing to fight He's, it costs too much, and Steel, Steel Kelly, I forgot the first name, but the, the other the trainer, mm. is like, no, he's fine. He'll, we'll get him. Obviously trying to relive his glory days mm. through this robot, which is very apparent from Robit. the beginning. Robot. 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 Don't look at me, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the spring breaks. Yeah, it's it's a near sentient, perfect replica of a human being <laughs> that can move on its own and fight, and its entire existence hinges on one tiny little spring <laughs> that apparently they don't make anymore. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they've also banned springs. <laughs> <laughs> They're too violent. We can't have them. <laughs> I just wanted, uh, you know. I want to know how Scoot feels about this because Scoot, you have lots of parts that they don't make anymore. You're yeah. comprised of a lot of parts that they don't make yeah. anymore. How did this episode make you feel? Uh, Quaaludes. <laughs> it was. It hit close to home. I'm it, sure. it did. Yeah, this. It made me think of you. Yeah. Um, my my radio transistor parts yeah. are just they're running thin, man. But yeah. I your, have your social mores are certainly outdated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been working on it. <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, so uh, the trainer, uh, Steel Kelly, makes this decision. They need this fucking money to fix. He's He, he loses all rationale. This robot has to fight. Robot has to fight. Um, and he makes a decision. Uh, one way or another... The fight's got to happen. The person, the manager of the ring that he's fighting at, uh, never saw the robot because it was robot, robot. because it was covered yep. with a. Cl- well, they, he, they 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 established that they never watch the fights. Correct. So, Correct. Yeah. Um, the and also, yeah, no one knows what battling Maximo looks like because he's a washed up robot. Right. right. He's a fucking. So Lee Marvin decides that he will be. He gives his trainer a look, and I, he, they knew it, obviously, before I knew it, that this guy was going to dress up like a fucking robot <laughs> and take the battling Maxos. They were going to bail. Well, the the mechanic wanted to bail. He was going to uh, have some wire, money wired. Yeah, his but sister he, was going to wire said, money. I will bash your brains in. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to find that clip at some point and, and add it. Bash your brains in. It was probably a it. 12 on the sweat meter. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. high we're going to go. But. It, keeps, it keeps getting higher throughout the The stakes The stakes are constantly being raised throughout this episode. Let's play a little bit. I think I found the scene where the robot finally breaks down. Let's okay. play a little bit. You just find another mechanic who could have kept the steam shovel Look going at that in the You just find one. You just find one. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> he does not look happy. So crestfallen. <laughs> you pick the only part in this episode where it's quiet for 30 seconds. Steel, I can. Look, you broke it, now you fix it. Let go of me. Don't you understand? It's got to be fixed. It's it got to be. There's a new spring. Then get one. Did 
They don't have them here, don't you understand? They don't make them anymore. Mm. <laughs> oh, poor Max. Oh, his out. face. Is, it looks like it's made out of clay. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, that was a little bit longer. No, than that's I, all right. <laughs> um, thought it was going to be. So, uh, Kelly decides to take the place of the robot, robot, and this is now, it's going on. It's, um, so... So he has. So they must have to make skates for him, then, right? They <laughs> bail on the idea that this fucking thing is on skates. After after they get him into the arena and into the ring, the idea that this thing is on fucking roller skates is bailed for the entire fight. They're moving around. You can see them. Are they walking around? Do they take them off of the wheel? I I had. Yeah. Uh... I think they do take them off, but they don't show them, but they do show their feet. Yes. So there are no wheels on their feet right now. Oh, no, no. He's, no, he's, no, he's wheeling he's them. Look. Rolling them. Look at the other fighter. Look at the B7. Wow, look at the eyes. This jackass. There's like, I mean, there's a crowd of people, but the, they only focus on one person in the crowd, and he's just like, yeah, kill him, damn a pot. Yeah, like, you can tell he wants to... Like he's got a lot riding on this one. Is it just <laughs> me or on this frozen scene? I wish I could show the viewers this. Does it look like the Grand Wizard is about to step into the ring? <laughs> oh God, it does. It yeah, does. they cut eye holes for him, and like even though it's a robot. Yeah, the, what when it's just a robot, it has no eye holes because it doesn't need them. Correct. <laughs> but now that they have a silk hood on his head, <laughs> I gotta say, executioner in a silk robe. Oh, okay, yeah, executioner. That's a better one. Yeah, it looks yeah. like an executioner at a cocktail party. <laughs> <laughs> like if Hugh Hefner murdered people, like openly, not secretly, like he used to. You guys ready to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's the sexecutioner. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. you've called yourself that before. <laughs> We're beheading pores down at the grotto. Go check it out. <laughs> um, so, um. The manager, uh, if you can give me 1714. 1714 coming up. The, the uh, trainer. How or I'm 1710 sorry. grab you? Sure. Will that work? The All mechanic right. gives uh, Lee Marvin's got one last chance to back out because he's clearly going to get his ass beat. Here's your last chance. Get out of the goddamn ring. Here it comes. This is your last chance. Get out. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> so, so he's giving him a chance to get out of the fucking ring before anybody, before the cover is blown, will and eat it's, shit. It's not even like they have any illusions. He's not even like... I can beat this thing. No, he's just looking to go literally three rounds before he gets knocked the fuck out. Or killed. <laughs> or killed. Or killed. Possibly There's killed. A very, he is willing to die <laughs> to keep this robot. He literally, I think at one point, says, if he dies, he dies. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're there for the boxing match. This is going to happen. Which is later repurposed for Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the be- undisputedly the best of the series, including I mean, yeah. Creed. <laughs> I think at this point, it was just to keep that 500 bucks. 
That was it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's trying. You know, there's more to it, though. There's, it's like pride, and the, and it's yeah. so sad too because like the robots washed up. It's an older model. The crowd knows it's a washed up model. They're teasing the robot because it's so old, and really, it's Lee Majors, <laughs> who is a washed up former boxer. So like. It's even truer for him, right. and they're taunting and heckling him, and he has to like not react because he has to pretend to be a robot. Right, and you can just like feel what's stirring inside him. It's very like, real. It's this dope. whole thing is very like it's. I mean, yes, it's a fantasy, but like the way they treat these things, it's just very. It's um, deep. It's deep. Yeah. Um, it, w- it would be like if a cashier had to pretend to be a self-checkout robot. <laughs> 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 it was like that an older bottle. Oh, you were like, come shit. on, scan these fucking bananas or whatever. <laughs> on the inside, the cashier's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Get that thing a bicycle! <laughs> at one point, one of the people in the crowd in the episode yells out at, to to get the boxing robot a bicycle to make it <laughs> get that thing a bicycle what an insult yeah. um you can tell that guy just wants to throw out like homophobic slurs the whole time he yeah. just kind of dances around it yes um so so yeah so he's he's going to fight this he's going to fight this fucking robot so then he does uh it goes as badly as everybody assumes that it's going to go actually i mean he gets a it, it lasts less than one round, right? Right. Yeah. It, but it lasts. He lasts like a solid two. Ma- By the way, how long are fucking rounds in this world? <laughs> uh, they're they're regulation. How long is a, a round of boxing? Isn't I don't it three minutes? Know. Is it okay? It's three so. minutes or five minutes? I think it's three minutes. They seem to fight for about two minutes. Uh, he gets a few punches in there. The robot doesn't respond at all. No. Um, it's brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Yeah. He's clearly just mushing this thing's face, yep. classic face around. Um, so he ends up getting knocked out, and uh, he looks like he's gonna, he's dead. It's he a punch dead. to the back of the head, I think, right? No, you're thinking of Cinderella Man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it uh, they both knock each other out yeah, simultaneously, simultaneously. <laughs> right. the robot gets up before the bell, <laughs> like just before the bell, right? because right. he sees like his father. <laughs> so anyway, his best friend's Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, so yeah, he gets knocked out. Nobody knows somehow. Uh nobody's the wiser. The mechanic comes in. Um, for a second, you think he's dead, for sure, right? Yes. Is that, that was yes. just me? Yeah. Yes. He uh, looks dead. And then they stand him up. They get him out of the ring. They put that fucking sheet on him. And they just walk him out. He doesn't bother to put, like, the skates back on him. They just... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. On the way back, he doesn't have skates. They just kind of, They like, walk him? Walk him. Right. And... They can dance around the ring, but when it comes to just walking out... <laughs> right. There's skates. no walk button on this thing. Yeah. Um, it seems like if you just left these things on, they could be, like, fully functioning members of society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't just go around punching people. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> um, you can, I mean, if you can fight someone, you can lift a box. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I know a few people who worked at warehouses that were brawlers. <laughs> um so, so yeah, they bring him, and then he's got to go get the fucking money. It's sad. It's sad all around. And they pay, oh, they pay them half 
of what they were going to pay him. They t- pay him two hundred and fifty dollars. Right. So he sends the mechanic to and go, they, and it's going to take him seventy bucks to get home. Yeah. It's all in all a wash. Yeah. Um, and the guy's still like, all right, all right, let's see. Well, at first he flips out, but then he accepts. It. He's like, it's like seventy bucks to get home. We can, we can, uh, uh, let's see. We we can get him some new uh, grease oil and some oil paste and uh, <laughs> oil paste. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, oil yeah, paste. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And he's like, he's still under the delusion that they they can fix all this. Right. You know. Um, it's just it's sad, man. Um, so you know. That's pretty much just that's that's the way that the that episode goes. I mean, it's we'll play a little clip. We'll try and give you a feeling of how broken Lee Marvin is. I think it's. Do you want to play him back in their room after the fight? Where yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of this. That's cool. Um. He looks like a beat up whore, by the way, because all that makeup he has on. Bleeding from the temple. Yeah, it doesn't look like he just. It's bad. He's in bad shape. But he looks good. All that makeup. You big dumb. What? Go get the money. Now. That's the wrong place. Let me skip ahead a little bit. Now, I mean, all that's on his mind is. Losing side. Proof. Oh. No, that's perfect. Yeah, the outro is great. Um, yeah. You can pay five C's for a one rounder. Oh, you can't. Steal, steal. There's nothing we can do about it. He's got a bunch of tough We're lucky he didn't run us out of town on the rail. Okay. Lee Majors, legendary actor. I'll take the bus back all the way. Six billion dollar man. It costs about 60, 70 bucks, eh? I believe it's 200 almost. We can get a new lens plate, trigger springs, oil paste. Dope, dope. That's right. We got to get dope. Yeah, that's the oil paste. <laughs> that's oil paste. <laughs> yeah, we got some good bow smacks on that. Couple lutes, couple bikes. <laughs> oil paste, trigger springs, eye lens. Yeah, Maxim's going to be all right. Well, show sure what a good B2 can do, huh, Maxim? Right? Right. I defeated Lee Marvin. Paul, huh? It's hard to watch. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sure. He finally yeah, realized sure he's been crazy side. the whole time. Proof <laughs> positive that you can't outpunch machinery. Okay. Proof also of something else. That no matter what the future brings, man's capacity to rise to the occasion will remain unaltered. His potential for tenacity and optimism continues as always. To outfight, outpoint, and outlive any and all changes made by his society. For which three cheers and a unanimous decision rendered from the twilight zone the twilight now zone. that is a much That's more heavy, optimistic outro than i think the episode yeah. deserves right yes. <laughs> he doesn't quite rise the he occasion looks, he, he physically cannot on. no no <laughs> he's got the roller skate on he's only got one skate on <laughs> you know for consistency <laughs> um god it's just a it's like a a bummer version of John Henry, the jo- you know the John Henry legend. I was talking about this in the car. The, uh, Who's that? The axe? Uh, no, no. Well, that's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> there you go. John yeah. Henry was the hammer. Okay. He was a steel driving man. Mm. You know, he he uh, worked on the railroad, and then one day this snazzy businessman was like, "Oh, we got this steam powered engine that can do your job uh, better." Yeah. 
but but in the John Henry story, he he wins. He dies, but he beats the machine. Okay. In this one, he lives, but he's broken and cuckolded yeah. by technology. He, is he really alive? <laughs> yeah. Broken and cuckolded <laughs> by technology. And it wouldn't just be the sucking last that robot dick. <laughs> Come here, Maxo. Come on, Max. Um, Put your oil paste on my face. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. What is oil paste? Oh, you know. <laughs> he needs some acrylic paint. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you need some. You need some tahini paste. He's gonna, he's gonna paint some sunsets. <laughs> Maxo, he needs he needs an artistic outlet. <laughs> That's all he needs. Creativity. <laughs> yeah, better neighborhood. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's um, I I don't know. It's overall grades on the episodes, gentlemen. I'm going. I I got to be honest, and I'm not. I'm not just saying it. I'm giving it. I'm. We, we grade Scoot just so you know. Yeah. Uh, we're one to five. Five being like like all time grades. Right. Right. Okay, can um, I say something about the rating system, by the way? You don't uh, like it? No, no, no. I okay. like it. I just want to clarify, like. We're not weighing this against, like, all science fiction or all entertainment out there. We're weighing it against, like, levels of Twilight Zone. So there's, like, a five, which is an optimal episode of Twilight Zone, which is, like, your two-serve man, time enough at last. Right. Those are fives. Mm. And then the ones are, like, a thing about machines, kind of. Right. You know. But I'm just saying, like, like you're weighing it against other Twilight Zones, not against right. like, oh, I saw a boxing robot movie that was better than this, right? So, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. not any other form. Keep of that art. in mind. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So like, something on the wing would be like a classic. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Terror would five. be five. Yeah, right. terror would be a five for me. Okay. I guess it's totally. all at the end of the day, it's left up to your own discretion. I like but it. It is, but just yeah, just weigh but it. But be against, reasonable. Yeah. Right, right. Now when I like understand it. you, you have to have a Twilight Zone that's a five, even if you don't like the Twilight Zone. If Correct. You're, if, you're, if we're rating it, we're, we're judging it on itself. Right. Cool. Right. Um, I personally, I give it a four. I like the episode. Okay. I really do. Wow. I, I, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I did not either. Uh, but I was rewatching it, looking for timestamps before you guys came over. Uh, I think, I, I mean, obviously it has its holes. I. Thought it was way goofier the first time I watched it than the second time it's I watched fun. it. It's fun. You can have fun. Poke you can poke holes in it. It has those fun mm. things. I'm giving it. I, I do genuinely enjoy this episode. I came into this the, uh, in my head. I was going to rate it a two point five. Really? I'm I'm gonna bump that up to a three. Having okay. talked about it, I do appreciate it a bit more. It's not, it's a little too bleak for me. I don't really like the Twilight Zones that are like just a bummer, and this kind of feels like just a bummer. True. We've done two just bummers in a row. <laughs> we have. Yeah, what are you trying to tell us, Corey? What's going on? <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, it makes it all better. <laughs> Uh yeah, three solid three. For solid me. three. Okay, cool. I I think I'm gonna uh, go with a three two. Okay. Um, a three I, point two. two? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's kind of for the fact that it's been ripped off in the future. Um, is kind of cool, and then so there's something in there's something enduring about this. <sighs> it's story. it's hard to elaborate okay. on how I feel about it really because I I just finished it right now with you guys, but um. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I think there's some deep shit going on with it, too. Like, it says something kind of about our own future, in yes. a way. Um, yeah, it, do, it does the, have the, the underlying road, theme of, like, automation right, and, and the like, road phasing humans out, you know. Yeah. Um, it doesn't... If it just focused on that aspect, I feel like it would hold up a little bit better. But right. But that, that part of the story is kind of a... 
it it takes a step down. Mm -hmm. It it focuses more on like one man's personal pride. Yeah, I think I I liked the uh, the outro quote the best. I think it kind of set it where it's like, all right, I can dig it. Okay, you know. So, but uh, yeah, it's definitely a three for me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to say probably about a three and a half. Okay. Cool. And uh, I fuck you. We are not friends anymore. He's broken. He's broken. No, check his springs. <laughs> check his springs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Remember when I showed you guys this thing and you said it was going to get old quick? It's, I agree. it's great. No, I said, no, it's fine. I said it was going to go get old if we do it every time Craig is racist. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but he bailed on this one. Thank God. <laughs> That's the Craig racist one. No, right. that was Brandon getting ready to go back, Craig. <laughs> Did you choose this episode on purpose because of the spring noises? <laughs> no, but it's working out. It's, it's really working out. You're going three, huh? Three, three 3.5. 3.5. 3.5. Right, yeah. right, right. And I, I think I want to bring up the aspect of the mechanic. I think he's kind of the uh, – th- this, this is really a story about him because he was right all along. Yeah, yeah. You wow. know what I mean? I didn't even think about it. He that. was like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. And he didn't trust his instinct until the end where he saw that the guy was physically crazy. Like, it's so easy to see he's crazy. But the whole time he was crazy. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? The, their relationship kind of becomes clear at the end where, like – He's crazier than ever and, like, saying stuff that doesn't make sense. And he's oh, yeah. broken, he's wounded, and the mechanic is like, yeah, sure, sure we will. Sure oh, yeah, will. yeah, you yeah. Know, like, oh, he gets it by then, finally, yeah. yeah. Well, but, I mean, that that's like an underlying, you can tell, like, this probably isn't the first time they've had a moment like this. Where <laughs> yeah. The it's mechanic is overall worse. more rational, but when push comes to shove, he's also an enabler. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I and see they've been saying. on the road doing this shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's finally reaching the point of, you know. You at. know they're still gonna keep. They're gonna keep fighting. Right. They're already talking about buying him new. Parts. I also love the way the mechanic talks. He's very like, I. I he's got like a very I call it snap brim kind <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He tells exactly how it I'm is. I'm an ace mechanic, and <laughs> this yeah. is a piece of shit. What are you doing? Yeah. Right. I always like a friend who's like, dude, I'll just get the wi- the money wired, and we'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, yeah. That works for Should've me, dude. That that that's your bread and you, butter. You, you do all that. <laughs> You do the heavy lifting. <laughs> As a guy who owns a, quote, thieving jacket. <laughs> I'm sorry, should we cut that out? No, no that's right. fine. That's fine. He didn't. He never used his real name. <laughs> I don't even know Scoot's real name, but I think that's I my don't, I don't want you to. Every, I just said that, and I got to get this. I got to get this quoted. That just reminded me of when uh, when Ethan Hawke turns at Denzel Washington in Training Day. He's like, "You've been planning this all day." And he's like, "I've been planning this shit all week." <laughs> Scoot came into this. <laughs> he was ready. Um. So yeah, should we get lofty real quick and then come back? Let's get lofty. Let's get lofty. Right. We will be right back. And we're back. back. And what we like to do at this point in the episode is <laughs> we like to get a little lofty. Let me explain. Yeah. We, uh, as, as many of you probably know, we all live in and around uh, New Haven, Connecticut. But we record the episodes in sunny California where <laughs> marijuana is completely legal. A couple things on that. I know you're thinking, why not record in Massachusetts? It's much closer and legal there. Well, I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> and going forward, sure. <laughs> but scheduling will be much easier. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we do. Anyway, like... we are perfectly legally stoned, <laughs> and we're back. And hello. 
Um, Wowzers. Yeah. Do you guys feel any differently about this fucking episode? <laughs> <laughs> you want to change your ratings? I feel differently about my life choices. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I stand by my rating. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, I, I was coaxed into a three. Yeah. It's better than I initially gave it credit for, but it's just so depressing. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and so is, so is time enough at last, but in, in a eye-opening way. I, I don't know. This I, one is just... Like I said, it's Stein, a Steinbeck level bummer. Yes. Mm. How about what uh, what a bummer it is for all the people who were alive in the '60s and thought this was going to be the future, and then they didn't get robots, but they got fucking like bullshit iPhones. You know? They got us. <laughs> yeah, they got us. <laughs> like fuck. And Still they, waiting on those hover cars, dude. Yeah. They were bleak, like 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 small window. The episode was filmed in what year? It was this 60, season five, so 64. So 64. This was oh, within 10 years, ten years <laughs> right. that they they didn't. There were no flying cars. They were still taking <laughs> a bus everywhere. <laughs> you know, it, they were moving. They, it was still. Yeah, I love that. Lost in Space takes place in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I think they just overestimated the, the demand for boxing. They're like, well, if we made it illegal, then surely the technology would catch up to making robots fight. You know, like everyone would just pour everything they had into it because we got to see people fight. Right. Yet they're still sweating in suits. I do, I do love that conceit where we acknowledge that boxing is too cruel, but we still need to see humanoids beat the shit out of each other. We, still we, we simply must. <laughs> we got to yell at him, too. I love right, how the right, guy's right. yelling at him like it's a fucking robot. So in all reality, this, we have not yet landed on the moon. In their, in their 1974, we scrap going to space to build robots to beat the shit out of each other for our entertainment. Just want to be very clear on Yeah, that. we can make androids, and this is the only thing we... There's not, like, android waiters. <laughs> or bus drivers. Yeah. Nope. Betting or civil never. rights. <laughs> <laughs> this is their future. Betting, um, betting will never die, man. No. I thought that's what the episode was going to be about. I thought the robots were going to have some kind of like sentience, and then they were going to have to make a decision. I that didn't realize the guy was going to make a gonna... much better episode. Yeah, I thought so, right? <laughs> really? Someone fix Brandon. Oh boy, <laughs> he doesn't sound like him regular oh, his regular man. self. Robot. Um, no. Uh, so. So look, we'll sell branded for parts. My sister will wire us the rest of the money. We can get back to Connecticut. <laughs> First, I gotta, that's like you building a time machine to go back, somehow ensure that you have a sister in the future, just to ask you, just to ask to wire you money to get out of this. I feel like my sister. I do have a sister. I, feel, oh, I didn't I, know that. I feel like she'd she'd wire us. Yeah, she's. You didn't see she was at the wedding. You didn't. Uh... Oh, all right. Anyway, I, I, I mean, I was there. <laughs> Congratulations! Let's be honest; we were all pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, chief. Yes. Of all. Yeah. Someone um, stole a uh, giraffe. giraffe at some point. That was uncomfortable. I'm surprised I never got in any trouble for that. I'm surprised. Wow! I didn't even know that happened. I can't believe the entire time we spent in an alley. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were getting yeah. married, man. They did not water down well, the vodka. Well, that's where the pot was. <laughs> <laughs> the alley was in California, guys. Yeah, yeah. Or Massachusetts. Mass uh, Massachusetts. No, at the time it was in California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> at the time, it was like, we can have this in Massachusetts a few months from now. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Wouldn't it be nice if we could do this wedding closer to home? Mm. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, I definitely, I stand by my rating. Uh, 
I I feel good about the episode. I I feel good. How do you not tr- feel how good, do you not like the Twilight good. Zone? How do you not I like mean, Twilight Zone? I mean, I don't zone? trust those people. I am malfunctioning. I have to go. <laughs> Later, guys. And Later, we're brother. wheeling Brandon out. Um Wow, that was a good hit too. Perfect. Out of all the buttons he could have pushed. So anyway. So if, if Brandon is a B2, what's a B7? Like Joe Rogan? Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> All right, I, I take that back. That's um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that, I think, how about saying, does this episode hold up? You know, uh, some episodes don't hold up just the same way. Like, has it aged well? Has it aged mm. well? Yeah, there are some where I I can't really. But this I one guess because automation is such a thing, uh, such a problem we we currently have. But again, it doesn't focus on that aspect of it. It doesn't really focus on like people losing their jobs and being phased out, except mm. for like the niche of boxers, right? Which I don't think like if anything, like they have more job security than any of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are loving human beings beating the shit out of each other more and more and liking giving money to cashiers less and less. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that didn't – it recently uh, didn't bother me until, like, the other day. Me and uh, Cor were at Target, and there was a guy there, and they said, oh, you know, you could use a self-checkout. And he, he took all his all his carriage, he pushed it aside, he said, I don't work for Target, and literally walked out. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah, there was a guy I that I was talking to that was like, it like that. he was standing, he was somewhere, and he was like, yeah, I don't do the automated checkout, you know, to make a point. And it's like, well, you're just not going to get your shit. I understand the point that you're trying to make. And some some lady at, like, Home Depot or something was like, sir, you can check yourself out. And he's like, well, can't you check me out? And she was like, no, but the machine can. And he was like... No, and he like put all his stuff down. He's right. telling me he's like he's like I don't work for fucking Home Depot. I and it's like all right, which I, is a, <laughs> a, a a a way to think about it. Like yeah, but now no, you don't. That's the, that's the shitty way to think. I mean, <laughs> right now you but, just don't. But essentially, it's like well, I'm the corporation I'm buying from now wants me to work for them too, right? As a customer, and that's a like, gripe, and that's you. a problem. But the okay, but the bigger problem is people losing their jobs. Right? <laughs> no, no, that's that's definitely like you're the, just inconvenienced. Fuck you. Right, right, right. It's the world's smallest violin. It wasn't about the people True. who are losing their jobs. It was about the fact that this he guy was trying to make like a point. It. Right. Congratulations. Well, who do you think that guy voted for? <laughs> uh, Ned Lamont. You're talking about the gubern- <laughs> you're talking about the gubernatorial yeah, yeah. election, right? Newt <laughs> yeah. Um, now I so so yeah. I mean, I I think watching it now it holds. I think it still holds some water. Obviously, you get over the aesthetics of any episode. I mean, people still do sweat though. That they nailed true. that part. Oh man. Um, I mean, were there air conditioners then? During that why, time period? Why would you ask a question that's just going to make us all feel stupid? <laughs> <laughs> you know we don't know, the and sweat, we should know. Sweat um, um, no, I think there were, but they didn't work as well. But, you know, uh, movie, I mean, TV sets are notoriously it was a hot, lug- especially it was a luxury. back then. You know, I'll tell you what, everything. Sterling looked cool as a motherfucking cucumber. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he's he has all the power here. <laughs> Um, the icy chains keeping him cold. 
<laughs> Only I can say the word God. <laughs> that is a thing. Scoot, did you know it? I did not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he banned every Twilight Zone writer from using the word God. Only, really? Only he could do it. No shit. Yeah. He's kind of an egomaniac. Yeah, that's he burned some bridges. He made some enemies. People were sure. like, all right, Rod, we understand Like, we can't write it into an episode, but we can't just say it around the office, and then they get dinged with a crystal <laughs> ashtray. <in the> <laughs> <laughs> Which he uses in this episode. He has a yes. crystal ashtray. This and there's not. A se- you know what's funny is I was watching it before you guys came, and I'm like, oh man, we should also make note of whether or not he's smoking a cigarette in the we intro. We should. I've, I've meant to keep yeah. track of that yeah. the whole time. He, he was right. smoking in the beginning, right? No, he was not. Oh. He had the ashtray. But he had an ashtray, which means they were doing multiple takes. Yeah. And he probably smoked in one of them. So yes. the cigarette is never a like an artistic choice. It's whether or not Rod felt feels like, like smoking at that moment. I feel yeah. like he always <laughs> has one in his he hand. He does, dude. It's like one of the beautiful just... things. <laughs> Once again, I uh, can't be a remi- no, Let us not be remiss. Is that how I would say? Mm. How I would phrase this? That's how Jacob Paulson would phrase it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would like to mention that this uh, this episode, as all episodes of Two Serve Man, are brought to you by cigarettes. Smoke them. They're great. They're sun cured. <laughs> They're vine ripened they're tobacco? from the look who knows where vape juice comes from right right, right. you know who's spitting that in man that shit? shit oh my god or what those hippies are doing to it absolutely i mean half the time it's just like straight up heroin <laughs> <laughs> here's to smoking <laughs> ground <a> score <laughs> <laughs> um so the lava lamp is just about I'm looking at a half-empty lava it's, lamp. It's folks. moving. Is that our like time indicator? The I lava think. Lamp? I don't know. I mean, anything else that you want to say about this episode? Emphatically, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm done with this one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I feel the same. You do. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, anything coming up that you want to plug? Um, well, we are planning a live episode. We Correct. don't have the details worked out on that just yet, but, you know, keep your ear to the ground, check social media. Uh, we're looking to do it before the premiere of the new Twilight Zone. Right. Um, so, yeah, that should be coming up. Uh, we're going to be an actual podcast soon. Yep. I'm excited about that. that we are currently piggybacking on the comedy lol podcast which is great it's a wonderful podcast thank you comedy lol think but um (laughs) and you also may be hearing us on the fantasy film ball podcast our good friend stash makita who has and will be a guest on this show in the future uh, i was kind enough to do that but uh we are just working out a few details we're going to be our own podcast that you can subscribe to and all that so you know please keep an eye out for that uh, as always, thanks to our guest. Our guest was Scoot. Scoot. Thanks, uh, thanks for letting for me come this. on, guys. Yep. A lot of fun. Don't I look forward to doing it again. Those uh, peanut butter filled pretzels are not just for looking at. They're calling my name. <laughs> They're not for eating. I don't They're wanna... for looking. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Tony Shaloub has his eye on those now. <laughs> I, I don't want to chew on the mic, but I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Just to make We should mad. have a chew button. Yes. Can we, yes, can we, we get that technology? <laughs> uh, thank you to our guests. Uh, thank you to my mother for letting us use her basement for this. Uh, we are In California? In California. Mm-hmm. We are 11 days since our last. She's moving to Massachusetts, though, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. 
And she might be moving back to Connecticut sooner than we think. <laughs> <laughs> With Led, Ned Lamont in office. Here we go. Uh, we are Led Lamont. <laughs> Led Lamont. <laughs> Calling him Led. That works. Yeah. Um, we are 11 days since our last accident. Pray for our safety. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Um, check you next week. Take that. All of that.